0: So I'm still here in the great free state of Florida in Dave Rubin's studio, very generous of him to allow me to uh, film my show here. So I sat down at his desk this morning, and there's this huge jar of money sitting on the desk. And I thought, oh wow. I mean, I knew he liked me. I didn't know he liked me this much to send to give me this huge jar of cash. Well, it turns out that uh, Dave is crowdfunding. Well, it's not really crowdfunding because he's the one contributing to it. But every time that he mentions the word California, he has to contribute to this jar, and he's going to use this cash to move somebody from California to the great state of Florida. Um, which is such a fabulous idea. It's going to be someone from his locals community. So I think that I owe some money to this jar because I mentioned California yesterday when I was comparing how great Florida is to how horrible California is. So this is the jar. And see how excited I was? This is, I thought this was for me when I sat down here. Um, So yes, we're here in the great state of Florida. We have both escaped California last year. And because I said California, got to contribute to the jar. Um, Here you go. Okay, join Dave's locals if you want a chance to get all this money and move away from California. I don't know which one is best, actually, a jar of money or moving away from California. We have a ton to talk about today. I was reading an article. This was actually late last night. I was reading an article from USA Today. They bill themselves as straight news. They just report the facts. They're not opinion-based. USA Today, serious, serious, credible journalists, they call themselves, and they publish an article titled USA Today Women of the Year. And I read this entire article, start to finish, and I have some thoughts about this. I'm Liz Wheeler, this is The Liz Wheeler Show. All right, USA Today, I read your entire article. This is actually, it was a very interesting read. I highly recommend that everyone go read this, and you'll see why, uh, why you should read this in just a second. But first, I wanna talk to you about Headspace. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, and here you go. You deserve to feel better than you do today, and you can with Headspace. They make meditation simple. If mental health is part of your self-care plan this year, then you owe it to yourself to try Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of relaxation in the form of guided meditations. It all comes in an easy-to-use app. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash Liz. Use my URL, that's headspace.com slash Liz, for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditation for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Liz. That's H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E.com slash Liz. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so USA Today published an article called USA Today's Women of the Year. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting to see who they honor because who we honor as a society. What um, who we honor shows what characteristics or qualities or even principles that we encourage. We honor what we encourage, and this this is true from the level of kindergarten all the way through adulthood. I mean, you honor in kindergarten people who behave properly. You honor people that get good grades. You know, in 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 your job, your first job in high school, you honor people who show up on time, who take initiative. We always honor characteristics and qualities that. Um, that we encourage, that we wanna see in our society. So I thought, okay, who are these women and what kind of characteristics are we are we honoring here? So let's walk through a couple of these. The first one, the first woman who's honored by USA Today is Simone Biles. Now Simone Biles, of course, is the gymnast who quit in the 2020 Beijing Olympics. She was supposed to be the, the all-star of the United States and she just dropped out. Now her reason for dropping out this her reason for dropping out was that she had a mental health problem. She said she suffered from twisties, which sounded a little bit like vertigo for gymnasts, where you lose uh, awareness of your body in the air. And I'm sure that's a real thing. I'm not trying to degrade or diminish what she suffered. It sounds awful. I've had vertigo before. Um, it really is debilitating. However, however, this is what USA Today says about her. They say already the most decorated female gymnast of all time, she became a fierce advocate for mental health at the 2021 Summer Olympics. So. A couple things. It sounds like twisties is less of a mental health issue and more of a physical issue unless it's sparked by nerves. And if it is sparked by nerves, then it's not so much of a mental health issue as, you know, you froze. You froze in the moment of truth. This is, this is, this is not something that we have traditionally honored. This is something that we have discouraged because we want people to step up. We want people to to push through. We don't want people to we don't want to honor chickening out if that's what this is. And so I I, I, I I, didn't like how they handled this at the time. I know this is a very touchy topic. There are some conservatives who think that uh, people like me have been too harsh on Simone Biles. I don't mean to be harsh on Simone Biles, not at all. I just think that when we as a nation and we as a world honor certain people, we have to look, why are we honoring them? What are we honoring them for? Why are we encouraging this, this this behavior from this individual, and is this a good behavior to encourage? And I would say no, it's not a good behavior to encourage. If she got sick, fine, she can't help that, but the fact that she made it seem that this was all about her and not about her teammates, all about her and not about her country, that she was elevating a mental health issue to this position of almost privilege, that she was virtue signaling about having a mental health problem, that is a problem in our culture. We do not want to encourage that behavior. So am I shaming Simone Biles? No. Absolutely not. Am I identifying a behavior that is not a wholesome behavior for our society? Yes. Is USA Today trying to honor her for that very behavior? They are. So Simone Biles is the first honoree here, and uh, I think it's quite undeserved. The second honoree is a woman by the name of Rosalind Brewer. You can see her on the screen. You may or may not be familiar with this woman. This is what USA Today writes about her. They say one of corporate America's most prominent women. She is the only black woman CEO of an S and P 500 company. Okay, well that sounds very impressive. However, if you do a brief search on Rosalind Brewer, you will find that she served as the COO of Starbucks before she was the CEO or the CEO, the first or the only Black woman CEO of s and P 500 company. While she was at Starbucks, she was actually the CEO during um, the time. You'll probably remember this story in Philadelphia, where two Black men went into. The, the, a Starbucks, and without purchasing anything, tried to use the bathroom. Now, this was against Starbucks policy at the time. And when when the baristas asked the asked the men to leave because they weren't they were doing something that was against the policy, they refused to leave. They got agitated. So the baristas called the police. The police came and kicked them out. And this became like a racial um, a, a racial scandal in a sense. This became this became a national story when it certainly wasn't a national story. These men it had nothing to do with race. It had to do with their behavior. Um, yet. It was painted to be all about the color of their skin versus the color of the barista's skin here. Well, this the, the point of me telling this story years later is that Rosalind Brewer was the COO of Starbucks at the time, and she was actually in charge of Starbucks' response to this incident. And how did Starbucks respond to this incident? They implemented diversity and inclusion and, in, and implicit bias training for all of their employees across the entire country. So diversity and inclusion, implicit bias training, is very radically left. This is, this is, diversity and inclusion training essentially is the same as critical race theory. If it's not directly critical race theory, it teaches people that black people are oppressed based on the color of their skin, that white people have this privilege that causes them to be the oppressors. It shames white people and elevates victimhood. And it's, it's just racialism. It's racism. Rosalind Brewer was in charge of Starbucks' response. USA Today is honoring this woman. And I mean, like I said, that was a national story and an impact it impacted thousands and thousands of, of Starbucks employees across the country who had to undergo this indoctrination from Starbucks. So USA Today honors her, which is uh, undeserved. This is not, this is not a characteristic that we should be encouraging. The third woman honored by USA Today is Kazmika Corbett. Now I bet you will recognize this name because Kazmika Corbett um, has been honored publicly or maybe you've seen her face, I should say, because this is what USA Today writes about her. The National Institute of Health's lead scientist for coronavirus vaccine research, she helped develop the COVID-19 vaccine, saving millions of lives. So you'll remember, at the very beginning of the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, there were there were several demographics of people in our country who were hesitant to get the vaccine. Now, we know Republicans are more hesitant to get the vaccine. Skeptical, I should say. I don't want to use the left's term hesitant. Republicans are more skeptical of the vaccine because we look at the data and we don't just listen to the so-called hierarchy, the so-called the experts. Um, Black Americans were also skeptical of the COVID-19 vaccine because Black Americans have sustained more vaccine injuries and been lied to by the federal government about it than maybe any other demographic in our country. So Black Americans were very skeptical of this vaccine and had the highest rates of any racial demographic of being unvaccinated. So of course, the mainstream media trots out this woman um, because she is Black. They trot out this woman and say, well, Black people don't have to be afraid because this was invented. The chief scientist who invented this vaccine is a Black woman. They trotted her out. The problem with this, and Perhaps this woman knows a lot about science. I mean, the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't really lead me to think she knows much about science if she's claiming credit for this because, you know, obvious reasons here. Um, But the point of this is the radical left trotted her out because of her race. Do you think that if this was a white man who had been the chief scientist behind this vaccine that they would have trotted that man out? No, they trotted her out because of her race, because they were using her in the political campaign to try to convince black Americans to get a vaccine that black Americans otherwise didn't want. So again, USA Today honors this woman because she was used by the left to try to push the COVID-19 vaccine, which is a very radically leftist a very radically leftist um, agenda item here. The next honoree, you can see her on the screen as well. Her name is Heather Cox Richardson. Heather Cox Richardson, this is what USA Today writes about her. In her popular daily newsletter, Letters from an American, she empowers marginalized groups who she says are more important than ever to the political landscape. So um, full disclosure here, I had actually, this this woman I had actually never heard of. So I did some reading about this woman. Heather Cox Richardson is an author primarily. She's a college professor. And her books are revisionist history. Her books are, her books paint the Republican Party. She she's She's spent her career as an academic, and I don't mean that as a compliment. She spent her career in academia, um, purportedly studying the Republican Party. So some of her books paint the Republican Party as being a bunch of white men. the, the ironic part here is that if you know anything about history, then you know that the Republican Party wa- actually came to fruition in Wisconsin as an anti-slavery movement. It was a bunch of it was a bunch of yes, white Americans who did not want slavery in our country and formed the Republican Party to be um, an anti-slavery apparatus and. Um, So for Heather Cox Richardson to paint the Republican Party as white men, implying that all white men are racist based on the color of their skin is an ahistorical thing. She also is very, very progressive. She says the Republican Party got away from their roots by um, by rejecting FDR's New Deal programs, which were very helpful to minorities. No, FDR's New Deal programs bloated government, helped create the deep state, the used, exploited the administrative state. All of these programs have hurt, actively hurt minority and marginalized communities in our country. And Heather Cox Richardson um, pushes this narrative. The, these are the narratives. It's, it's, it's very much like the 1619 Project narratives in her book, USA Today, honors this woman. These are not qualities and characteristics that we should encourage in young women. I would actually challenge young women to stay away from these narratives, to not be, to be anything uh, other than what Heather Cox Richardson is. The next, and the next one's even more more overt. This one, this one might've surprised me the most. We're going to talk about her in just a second because the reason USA Today is honoring her just eliminates all pretense of objectivity here. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second, but first I want to talk to you about GenuCell. Now, before you skip this ad, yes, I know you often skip the ads. I look at the analytics of how you watch this show. <laughs> Gentlemen, you know that your wives use your razor when you're not looking. I do this to my husband. I'm still not sure to this day, by the way, that he knows this. Likewise, we ladies know that our husbands use our skincare products when we are not looking. Yes, you do it, and that's good. That's fine. So let me introduce you to GenuCell. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing the new Genucel Serum with plant stem cell technology for under eye bags and puffiness. Susan from New Jersey wrote, "'I've been using Genucel for a couple months. "'The puffiness around my eyes is gone. "'Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared "'and haven't come back. "'I love your product. "'I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, "'and on my eyelids. It's not just Susan, folks. I've shown you my favorite products of Genucel. They're instant effects. You will see results in the first 12 hours or your money back, I guarantee it. If you order now, you can save big on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Just go to genucel.com slash Liz. That's genucel.com slash L-I-Z. Order now. Use my special promo code, obviously my name, Liz, to save an extra 10% off your order today. Go to GenuCell.com slash Liz. Okay, Rupali Desai. This is what USA Today writes about her. This, USA Today credible journalists, straight news. They say, quote, this attorney defended the integrity of the 2020 presidential election and helped launch a recreational marijuana program. My response when I read that was literally, LOL. Helped defend Joe Biden. Helped defend the electioneering that happened in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. This is not something to be proud of. This is not something to encourage. This is certainly not something to honor. We, the American people, know that laws were broken in the lead up to the 2020 election. We know that laws were changed in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Arizona, by entities, politicians, who had no authority to change those laws, who changed the laws to provisions that were illegal under statutes or even state constitutions. And this woman, honored by USA Today, used her law degree to quote, unquote, defend election integrity. The the phrase, this phrase really triggered me honestly from USA Today to defend election integrity, the integrity of the 2020 presidential election. That's not objective whatsoever. She is a radical leftist democratic operative who actively worked against real election integrity and USA Today is honoring her for that. Next up, USA Today honors Nina Garcia. Who is Nina Garcia? You can see her on the screen here. She is, this is what USA Today writes, the editor-in-chief of Elle Magazine. She credits her Colombian heritage in helping her excel in the competitive world of fashion. So first of all, this woman does have tremendously fine fashion. She is quite uh, dripping, as the kids say. I do like her fashion. However, let's talk about Elle Magazine for a second. Elle Magazine is not just about fashion. Elle Magazine has become a very leftist apparatus, and nowhere, or it it was never clearer than during the 2016 presidential election when L magazine ran just headline after headline, cover after cover, featuring Hillary Clinton. Yeah, the very last person on earth that you would think of when you think of good fashion. Like, yes, pull from the wardrobe of Hillary Clinton who shares a closet with Kim Jong-un, these long tunics that go over the butt and reach to the knees. Yeah, exactly who I think of as a fashion icon, Hillary Clinton. Well, neither does Elle Magazine. They don't admire her fashion. She's a radical leftist Democratic operative. Hillary Clinton is, and so is Nina Garcia. Nina Garcia's magazine has actively pushed abortion on women. They've actively encouraged women to have abortions, and that's evil. That's incredibly evil. Yet USA Today is honoring her, not for her fashion. They're honoring her. They they claim it's for her fashion, but they're honoring her because she's radically left, and she holds views that they want pushed. Abortion and quote-unquote feminism, but radically leftist feminists like Hillary Clinton. The next woman is actually much the same. The next woman honored by USA Today is Melinda French Gates, that is Bill Gates' ex-wife. This is what they write. Committed to donating most of her wealth in her lifetime. She's become a global advocate for women and girls. What? What a global advocate for women and girls? First of all, she and her husband, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bill Gates cannot be separated from Melinda Gates, no pun intended. I understand that they're divorced now, but their work is joined. Their work has always been joined and continues even after their divorce to be joined. What is their work? They're committed to population control. This is not a conspiracy theory. Bill Gates himself admitted that his goal, especially in African countries, is population control. And then he admits, verbally he admits, that the reason that he engages in vaccines I don't even wanna say vaccine uh, research because you know if you look at the history of what Bill Gates has done with vaccines, particularly in Africa, it's harmed so many women. They use a vaccine in Africa, on women in Africa that has been outlawed here in the United States. Why? Because it's harmful. It causes girls to die. I'm talking about the DPT vaccine. Bill Gates uses that in Africa. It's not allowed to be used here because it's harmful. It's harmful to women. Melinda French Gates pushes birth control pushes population control, is an active advocate against fertility, against women's natural, biological, and emotional, and spiritual desire to be mothers. This woman has has partnered with her husband on some of the most pernicious endeavors that they call public health that has actually harmed particularly women and girls in Africa. And the fact that USA Today would honor her, This, like I said, there were some surprises on this list. This one is so appalling because it is so evident that USA Today is sucking up to her because she has a lot of money and is very radically left. Bill Gates is tied to the Great Reset, for goodness sake. USA Today honors her. This is not the type of woman who should be honored. And neither is the next woman. Guess who the next woman is? This one is probably just gonna make you laugh. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. This is what USA Today writes. The nation's first ever female vice president. She shattered the glass ceiling for women of color everywhere. So this one actually is very interesting to read this this little blurb because what is missing from the blurb on Kamala Harris? What did USA Today not write about her? They didn't write anything about her qualifications. They didn't write anything about her resume. They didn't write anything about why she's A good politician, why they believe she's a good politician, why she is a good vice president. They only wrote about her race and gender. How insulting is this? This is the same thing with Joe Biden nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court based just on the fact that she is black and a woman. This is tokenism. This is insulting. You don't have to be conservative. You don't have to be Republican to understand that if a woman like Kamala Harris is being honored only because she is a woman of color, only because she is a woman. These are immutable characteristics. These have nothing to do with her character, her mind, her fitness for office. They are reducing her to the color of her skin and her genitalia, and that is a fundamental insult. Now, that's even separate from the fact that she's a trash politician, that she's just terrible. She didn't even know that Ukraine wasn't part of NATO. Like, mind-blowing stupidity. Um, in addition to her corruption, such as targeting my friend David Daleiden for his investigative journalism um, against Planned Parenthood while leaving Planned Parenthood and their lawbreaking activities, uninvestigated, unindicted. This, of course, happened when she was in California. She was the most liberal senator in the United States Senate, um, including Bernie Sanders. She was more leftist than the socialist who went to the Soviet Union on his honeymoon. And yet USA Today honors her. Why? Because of the color of her skin and her gender, and that is insulting. Women everywhere should reject this tokenism. We should not encourage it. The next woman on the list, this is the only woman, by the way, whose um, goal in life, whose mission in life, is actually admirable. Her name is Cheryl Horn. Now, she is a leftist. Cheryl Horn, this is what the caption says from USA Today. After her niece disappeared, she created an online community to spread awareness and information about the many missing indigenous women in Montana. So listen, this is actually Um, admirable in the sense that there is human trafficking, there is sex trafficking, and there is violence against women, and we should be doing everything that we can to end this. We should be doing everything that we can culturally and legally to help these girls, to rescue these girls, to save these girls, or if they're harmed, when they're harmed, to hold their attackers accountable to the full extent, fullest extent of the law. So her goal is admirable. Now, I, I can quibble with details about how she goes about this, quibble with details about her leftist ideology, quibble with you know, the idea of land acknowledgement that uh, radical leftists engage in, land acknowledgement being this idea that the U.S. is illegitimate because we are on stolen land, land stolen from uh, Native American uh, indigenous people. But This is maybe the only, maybe the only woman, because I was looking for an agreement. I'm not trying to be a contrarian here. I was looking for, is there any woman here who has an admirable cause? She does have an admirable cause, even if she's not applying it correctly. Um, The next woman, I have to put in quotation marks, the next woman is a freaking dude. The next woman isn't even a woman. Can you even imagine USA Today? They have a list of women of the year and they include an actual biological man. Like, born with a ding dong. This is a dude. Rachel Levine. Look at this picture. This dude doesn't even look like a woman. I know that's, it doesn't even look like a woman. This, he looks like Benjamin Franklin, honestly. Um, Rachel Levine, this is what USA Today, she became the highest ranking openly transgender official when the Senate confirmed her as Assistant Secretary of Health in October 2021. So first of all, this is a dude. This is a man. Born biologically male you cannot transition genders so you can dress differently you can mutilate your body you can take drugs you cannot change your dna this is a man this is a man who has taken achievement away from women this is actually the patriarchy this is a man pretending to be a woman depriving women of the accomplishment that any other woman could have achieved but now they can't because the man stole it from them like it's it's mind boggling to me that the left who claims to be a champion of women actually allows people like Rachel Levine to pretend they're women and rack up accomplishments, steal accomplishments from actual biological women. This is, of course, not to mention the fact that um, serving as the assistant secretary of health is terrifying. If uh, This person as the assistant secretary of health is terrifying because he obviously rejects science. He obviously rejects reality. He obviously rejects objective truth. And what is a society that rejects objective truth? We will fall as a country If we reject objective truth, and yet USA Today is honoring him, pretending that he is a woman, which I will never, ever do. The next. Woman who is actually a woman on USA Today's list is Janet Merguia. Janet Merguia, um, this is what USA Today writes. She's the president and CEO of Unidos US, the largest national Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization in the US. Now, isn't that the most vague and euphemistic description that you've ever heard? The largest national Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization in the US. Unidos US. Guess what Unidos US is? Unidos US is a new name for an old organization called La Raza. Now, you might have heard the name La Raza. La Raza is a very radically left um, organization dedicated to using legal means. It's an an organization of lawyers to advocate for full amnesty for all illegal aliens, for its anti-ICE, anti-border patrol, open borders. I mean, these are as left, as left, as left as you can be on um, immigration issues. And so why is USA Today honoring this woman? They're honoring this woman because they too are very radically left. They too want amnesty. They too want open borders. They too are anti, anti anti-national sovereignty is what it comes to, anti-national sovereignty. And yet they use this euphemistic, the largest national Hispanic civil rights and advocacy organization in the US. No, no, this organization is not about civil rights. This organization is about the destruction of the United States, the destruction of our national sovereignty. The last one on the list is named Linda Zhang. Now, Linda Zhang actually has a very impressive resume. This is what USA Today writes. The chief engineer behind the revolutionary all-electric Ford F-150 Lightning, she's made history in the male-dominated auto industry. So, USA Today, obviously, trying to paint her uh, as some kind of trailblazer. As I said, she's an engineer. That's impressive, great. Um, I, for one, if I were buying a truck or if my husband were buying a truck, we would not buy an electric truck. That is not cool. <laughs> we would not, uh, not be interested. What is that, like the Prius of trucks? Um, But her her bio here, if you you look at what USA Today writes, they talk about how she gave President Biden a ride in this truck. This is all about the agenda. So they are using this woman as part of their agenda. Their agenda is anti-fossil fuel. Their agenda is quote-unquote green energy alternatives. So two things I have to say. We are seeing right now how this so-called green energy, this alternative energy, renewable energy agenda works out. What happens is when we don't drill, when we ban fracking, we rely on Russian oil. We see how that works out when we rely on Russian oil. So that's, that's one of the reasons that they are honoring uh, Linda Zhang is because they are pushing their green agenda. The other part though, aside from the national, or the national security and foreign policy aspect is green energy and these electric cars are not environmentally friendly because they require batteries. These batteries are made of lithium and cobalt and other metals which are mined from the earth by child slave labor, usually in Africa. This is not something that we should be encouraging. This is not environmentally friendly. This is just out of sight of the American people, out of sight of the radical environmentalists who are telling us that if we, don't, if we don't turn our F-150s into electric Priuses, then, I don't know, the world is going to explode in 11 years via AOC. That's her claim. These are the women that USA Today chose to honor. And you know what? Guess who was not on this list? Guess who was not honored by USA Today? not a single conservative, certainly, not a single mom, not a single wife, not a single free market capitalist, not a single small business owner, no religious people, not a single small government principle or policy, nothing. We were excluded just like we were excluded from the women's march. Because the left defies women. they allow men, biological men to be women, but biological women who dare to be conservative, who dare to be Christian, who dare to be free market capitalists, who dare to be against abortion, who dare to be second amendment advocates, we do not qualify as real women, women deserving to be honored. A society honors the people who embody the characteristics that, we want, that the society wants to encourage. And so look at what USA Today, this credible journalistic news outlet that only reports the straight news what are they encouraging? They're encouraging the furthest leftist policies and people that you can possibly imagine. And the only thing that I will say to young girls everywhere, there's not a single woman on this list that you should emulate. In fact, these women are the worst women of 2022, the absolute worst women of 2022. There is one woman though, who I want to honor today. And this is um, a little bit of a conundrum to me because I don't agree with her on a lot of things, but what she is doing right now what she's doing right now is worth talking about, is worth honoring. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but first I want to talk about Echelon Fitness. So I made a New Year's resolution to work out more. I mean, which, who among us did not? I don't have time to go, for the, go to the gym, but I have found a solution that I want to share with you. The solution is called Echelon Fitness. Echelon Fitness solves my problem because they bring the gym home to me. This helps tremendously. It helps to have world-class instructors. It helps to have music from your favorite artists playing as you work out. It helps to have a community of hundreds of thousands of people that can give me the extra push. Echelon Fitness gives me all of that. Echelon Fitness is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of my own home and of yours too. With that Echelon Fitness, you can work out anytime, day or night. You just pick your class. You climb the leaderboard. You cheer each other on. You give it your all. Echelon Fitness is the way to go. Their full range of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and the auto-folding treadmill are all connected to provide the Echelon Fitness Experience. One membership covers a family of five, and right now for a limited time, listeners can get up to $650 off MSRP. To get this exclusive discount, text my name, Liz, to 818181. Text Liz to 818181 to get up to $650 off MSRP. This is a mandatory disclaimer. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. So the one woman who is deserving of um, honor, because these are qualities that we want to encourage, actually is Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard is not someone who historically I have agreed with on much. Um, however, the way that she is investigating and holding accountable our government right now for funding these bio labs in Ukraine is very admirable. And she is receiving as a result of her advocacy, as a result of her speaking out and saying, why is the US government funding why is the Pentagon specifically giving money to Ukrainian biolabs? Um, the heat that she's taken for this and the way that she has responded is, is worth encouraging because this is what young women should do. So Tulsi originally um, tweeted out a video asking why, asking the questions that we should be asking. Why are we doing this? And why are we being lied to? And in response, Mitt Romney, of all people, Mitt Romney responded and called her a treasonous liar. Yes, for asking these questions, he called her a treasonous liar, insinuated that she was in Vladimir Putin's pocket. Um, and this is what she responded. I wanna read her tweet thread here. She goes, Mitt Romney, you've called me a treasonous liar for stating the fact that there, quote, are 25 plus US-funded biolabs in Ukraine, which, if breached, would release and spread deadly pathogens to the US and the world, unquote, and therefore must be secured in order to prevent new pandemics. Bizarrely, you claim that securing these labs or even calling for securing these labs is treasonous and will lead to a loss of life, which is the exact opposite. Oh, when the exact opposite is obviously true. The spread of pathogens is what will cause the loss of life, not the prevention of such spread. Senator Romney, she writes, please provide evidence that what I said is untrue and treasonous. If you cannot, then you should do the honorable thing, apologize and resign from the Senate. Wow. Wow. Dropping the hammer right now on Mitt Romney. It is odd that Mitt Romney would call her treasonous and a liar. This is not as... Both Twitter and Snopes and Mitt Romney, I guess, now this is quite a trifecta. Um, This is not just Russian propaganda. So I want to show this picture on the screen. This is what uh, Twitter created a story about this. And they used Snopes as their source, which just blows my mind. Snopes is so absurd. This is what Twitter said. No foreign biological laboratories operate in Ukraine, U.S. Embassy and Snopes say. Um, It says, security service of Ukraine, the US embassy in Kyiv and multiple fact checkers say there are no foreign biological laboratories operating in Ukraine and the false claims have been made for several years. So a couple of things. I showed last week a webpage that still exists, by the way, they haven't pulled it down, from the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine. It was a press release from 2020 in which they acknowledge that the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, does fund biolabs in Ukraine. Now, they claim, of course, that it's for biodefense, which is their euphemistic way of getting around the moratorium or um, the international, the international prohibition on bioweapons research. But we all know what it means we've seen what happened. I mean, we saw Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan lab and how they got around the technical definition of gain of function research. This is obviously what's happening in Ukraine. So a couple things. Snopes is ridiculous. Fact checkers are usually funded by Facebook and the Chinese Communist Party. And Twitter is just, you know, absurd. I don't believe a word that they say. So let's talk about these bio labs for a second in Ukraine and some, some reality about these labs. First of all, they do exist. They do. They absolutely do exist, and they absolutely are funded by the U.S. government. The U.S. government admits this. Again, I'll post a link to that um, press release from the U.S. Embassy. I'll post it on my Locals. It's LizWheelerShow.com slash Locals. Anybody who wants can go and look at this for themselves. They confirmed this just two years ago in 2020. There was also a journalist who was actually expelled from the European Parliament after she confronted the U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health, um, about these Pentagon funded biolabs. they're actually not just in Ukraine, they're in 25 countries around the world. and the US, uh, the mainstream media, the corporate media, the leftists all called her fake news when she when she staged this confrontation. Take a look at this video though it's interesting. What is the need of military biolaboratories of the United States in 25 countries across the world? This is a public area. I can, uh, sorry, I can use the elevator. I can use the elevator. Sorry, not this one. This one's full. Why is the Pentagon investing $65 million in gene editing? Can you answer why? So, interesting that the U.S., even back then, the U.S. mainstream media, I should say, labeled this as fake news. So, here are the questions that we need answered about the bio. Labs in Ukraine. The questions are: why do they exist? Now, there are several theories about why they exist. The first one is, of course, the official narrative. The official narrative is that these were Soviet-era bioweapons um, labs, and that the US is just funding the dismantling of these labs, the cleanup of the Soviet, Soviet bioweapons labs. This to me is so absurd because how long does it take to clean up? bioweapons. Like, how long does it take to put these pathogens and vials and get them out of there? If you're dismantling a lab, this should take you like a month, not 20 years, 30 years. So to me, that just seems patently absurd. That seems like, it seems like, honestly, that the U.S. Department of Defense isn't even trying to have a realistic lie here. So I think we can cross that one off. The second, um, the second theory about why they exist is that in the Soviet era, the Soviets were obviously engaging in bioweapons research. They had scientists that they employed that were conducting this research and that after the fall of the Soviet Union, they needed to do something with these with these scientists or otherwise these scientists would defect to um, other hostile nations who were conducting bioweapons research. And so the United States stepped in and said, actually, we'll provide salary, we'll provide labs, we'll provide a, a way for these people to continue their research while also you know, keeping them contained. It's kind of what we did to Nazi-era scientists by bringing them to the United States after, uh, after World War II. I don't quite buy that as well. That may be part of it. I think that the third option here is much more likely. And the third option is... That fauci and the DoD, you know, wherever that money comes from, that they are funding bioweapons research. They're just doing it under the guise of biodefense, similar obviously to the Wuhan Institute of virology and um, and the gain of function research definition. So the question, the next question then is why are we being lied to? We're being lied to because the US government doesn't want us to know um what's happening now i understand that sometimes the us government has to has to lie publicly so that people around the world don't know and i do think there's an argument that the us should engage in bioweapons research right we don't want to be the idiots who are adhering to an international pact an international prohibition to bioweapons research only while our adversaries are developing these weapons so i understand that we cannot be lied to however um, so that's the next question. The next pre- question is, is it proper that our funding is going to labs in Ukraine? And the answer to that is no. It's not proper. If we are going to do any kind of bioweapons research, even even illegal bioweapons research, it needs to be done not with nations that are corrupt, like Ukraine, not in nations like China, which brings us to our next question. Is it dangerous? Of course, it's dangerous. Of course, it's dangerous to let any other nation, particularly a hostile nation, Um, or a corrupt nation, not a functioning democracy, Ukraine is not a functioning democracy, have access to what's going on. The last question is, is what's going on corrupt? We know that what happened with Fauci through the NIH to EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak subcontracted to the Bat Lady at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, we know that that was corrupt. We know that the same people who are engaging in this research were tied to the so-called cure, were tied to big pharma, tied to vaccine development. So is that the case in the Ukrainian labs? Is that what's happening? Well, the answer to that is we don't know. We don't know. And, and by the way, somebody asked me yesterday if I thought that the United States was corrupt because I was making that point about Ukraine being corrupt. Like what Putin is doing is obviously objectively wrong and evil. He should not be invading Ukraine. Ukraine has every right to defend their sovereignty, their, their, their right to self-determination. But um, that doesn't mean that you also can't acknowledge that Ukraine is corrupt. They are very corrupt. And someone asked me if I also thought the US was corrupt. And um, I thought, well, that's an interesting question because the US government or officials in the US government are certainly corrupt. Certainly they're corrupt, but the US government is less overt in our corruption because we have recourse to try to hold those who are corrupt accountable. Um, And and the thing is people across our country are realizing that there's a lot of corruption in our government, a lot of people in our government who are engaged in corrupt behavior. People are being red-pilled because we've seen this corruption. We've seen the corruption around the 2020 election, the integrity of that election or the lack thereof. We've seen it around COVID tyranny And how that's just politics and not science. We've seen it from officials who claim climate change is an existential threat to our globe, but then fly around on private jets. We've seen that hypocrisy. We've seen government officials on both sides of the aisle who are sellouts to the Chinese communists. We've seen the deep state, certainly at the federal level, try to take out a duly elected president with lies. Um, We've seen how corporations like Disney or the NBA sell out to China because they want the profit from the Chinese market. We've seen how big tech censors the truth so that mainstream media can then swoop in and propagate lies, all in an effort to protect the corruption of these, of these politicians from being exposed, so that it can continue to push radically leftist agenda items. Of course, the U.S. has corruption in our government. Of course, we do. But we also have a tradition um, of holding corrupt politicians accountable, and we have recourse. We have a way to hold corrupt politicians accountable. Um, which kind of circles us back to how bizarre it is for Mitt Romney to call Tulsi Gabbard a treasonous liar when she's just calling out corruption. She's calling out improper use of taxpayer. Um of taxpayer dollars here. But the point of all of this is Tulsi Gabbard for for what it's worth is doing the right thing here. She is calling out um wrongness when she sees it. She is a woman in this case who is showing courage, who is showing independent-mindedness, and she should be honored to this. Remember, a nation honors a society and culture honors characteristics that they want to encourage. So when we see USA today honoring women for characteristics that shouldn't be encouraged, we should call that out. And we should, we should honor values and principles and people who embody that character, those are the people that we should honor because that is what we want our country to be. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. A huge thanks to Dave Rubin and his wonderful crew uh, for hosting me here, for allowing me to film my show here in the great state of Florida. It's been a delight to be here. I will be back tomorrow. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. The Liz Wheeler Show is produced by Jonathan Hay, Executive Producer Chad Abbott, Director of Photography Kevin McRoberts, Editor Alejandro Figuerella, Sound Mixer Robin Fenderson, Director of Marketing Emily Washler, Production and Talent Coordinator Matt Toffler, and Senior Publicist Patricia Jackson. This has been a Soundfront Production.